if I told you to conjure up an image in your mind of Jesus, I have a feeling that most of us would think of that iconic 1950s depiction of the Norwegian Jesus, who has blue eyes and long, dirty blonde hair, and is staring off into the distance kind of like this. Kind of like a glamour shot. Imagine that. You know what I'm talking about? You know this picture? You've seen it, right? Y'all have seen it. We all know that this was not a real depiction of Jesus, and yet that is what comes to our mind, because it was so popular in the mid-century in the United States. And there's countless pictures of this in, in churches, in people's homes, maybe in your home, I don't know. Some churches went so far as to have murals painted of this Norwegian Jesus with blue eyes and sandy blonde hair in their churches. Now, this is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, and I'm always scrambling to get a brown baby doll for the Christmas pageant and looking for stickers and depictions of the Holy Family that do not look like their surname was Olsen. Because I'm, I just think that that's not what Jesus looks like. But I discovered something really amazing that took me down a notch a few years ago when I visited the Lakota Reservation in South Dakota. I was touring a church, and all of the artist depictions of Jesus were Lakota. All the depictions of disciples were Lakota. Mary was Lakota. Everybody. Except for those that drug Jesus away to be crucified. They were Crow, who are the ancestral enemy of the Lakota tribe. And these artists' depiction, the story of Jesus, had become Lakota. So I started paying attention after that. And I've seen countless depictions of Jesus and the Holy Family and the disciples from all over the world. Ethiopian Jesus. Mesoamerican Jesus, Japanese Jesus, all cultures in which Christianity is found have their own depictions and, and pictures of Jesus. And all the ethnicities and colors and cultures of the world, as if they were seeing the Christ as they looked in the mirror. The miracle of this is that the story of Jesus invites everyone, all different languages, all different people groups, all ethnicities, and to such a degree that it's adopted and acculturated into the story. And Jesus is received into every context, every culture. The story of Jesus is that compelling, that intimate, and that universal. It's home for us all, regardless of our zip codes, a mirroring of the deepest parts of ourselves where God resides. As a church, we gather at the same time each year to retell the story of Jesus' birth. Our little children on Sunday got all dressed up, you know, the characters, the wise men, the shepherds, the angels, the sheep, and our wise men were actually girls, so it was wise kids. Mary, Joseph, child, we tell it over and over again. And we tell it in our own language, with our children's skin color, the place and time that we find ourselves in. We gather in this beautiful sanctuary and sing the familiar songs and remember the story of the baby 
born in Bethlehem that somehow, inexplicably, is born again and again and again across language, borders, and ages. Born to us again tonight. Familiar and strange, absurd and miraculous, the already and not yet a revelation and a comfort. Tonight we heard the prophet Isaiah's promise to the people who had been beaten down, defeated, and were full of despair. A promise to them of a future of peace. Not a peace that would come from escalating violence and oppression, but a peace that would come from new life. We heard the angels tell the shepherds to not be afraid because they were terrified, but to see for themselves the birth of peace, this hope that would give the opportunity for these dirty shepherds who live outside to proclaim the good news. And we heard the declaration of Paul to Titus that grace has arrived and its name is Jesus. Good news, great joy for all people. Mary and Joseph, I'm sure, my goodness, I mean, for those of you who've had babies, when you first have a child, it's such a surreal experience anyway. You don't even remember anything from that night. But Mary and Joseph that night probably had no idea that someday they would become Lakota so that little kids in South Dakota could hear this good news. Jesus, did he guess that he would be a white baby, a brown baby, a black baby? As different people, groups, and different cultures heard the story, received the story, told the story, found themselves in this story. You know, I don't think that this means that we can just pat ourselves on the back and say, see, we can have Norwegian Jesus. I mean, we can, but, you know, we can't just have that and, and, and sort of disregard the rest. This means, instead, that we get a look at Norwegian Jesus and say, wow, people that looked like that believed that Jesus was theirs. And others have depicted Jesus in a way that mirrors themselves in a way that is very profound because they belong to Jesus. They believe that Jesus belonged to them. And really, Jesus does. He belongs to us all. We can be in awe of this and take Norwegian glamour shot Jesus right next to another Jesus and say, wow, look at this. We all belong. We can be in awe that the people in the mountains of Mexico saw Mary, the mother of Jesus, as indigenous. We can be grateful that tonight all over the world the same story is being proclaimed in all kinds of different languages and that some people are gathering just like we are in shorts and tank tops and others have battled snowdrifts to get there. Good news, great joy for all people. I think that it might be easier sometimes for us, if we were honest, to imagine that this good news and great joy is for the whole world. 
that it is to imagine that it might make a difference to us every day. Christmas Eve is a special night. We have our familiar songs, the beautiful candlelight, the familiar story. But this incarnation of Jesus, God becoming man and living among us, has broken down any barrier we might have imagined between ourselves and God's infinite grace forever. It is a physical manifestation of how God feels about humanity. Total love, complete solidarity, endless grace, pure hope, exceeding joy, total acceptance. It might be easier for us to romantically imagine folk on the big island of Hawaii gathering in their sundresses and Hawaiian shirts than it is to imagine that Christ is here now and with us and changes everything again and again. And that sometimes when we look in the mirror, we get a glimpse of him, of that love, of that grace, because we see in our reflection a beloved child of God covered by the love of Jesus. Good news great joy for all people. This is our Christmas message this evening. Not whether we think that the Jesus with sandy blonde Fabio hair or tightly shorn dark and curly hair, which one is best, but that we might bear witness to the fact that God has embraced all of humanity and that each of us can see that amazing God spark and can pro pro proclaim with our lives, our different cultures, our different languages, the love and grace of Jesus. And not just that, but that God accepts us completely and entirely, our good parts and our bad parts. I want you all to hear that tonight. God accepts you completely and entirely. God knows the parts that you hide and loves you. God knows your secrets and could care less. God embraces you. You are enough. Good news. Great joy for all people. Merry Christmas. Amen. Let's stand and sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing.